Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post on Tumblr, joined with Eon. Hey, this is Eon, and I'm Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. Comma. Hi, this is Comma, and I'm Grammar Saves Lives on Tumblr. And Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho, Clotho Spindle on at Twitter. At Twitter. Okay, <laughs> thanks all. We're continuing our watch at Game of Thrones, Season 7, Episode 5, East Watch. And for everybody listening, there are spoilers for the Game of Thrones TV series, as well as the Song of Ice and Fire books. And I just want to remind everyone that we do have bingo going on. So if you haven't, <laughs> check out our Tumblr, uh, close the door and come here.tumblr.com, and you can get our the bingo cards. Um, I think that's it. So let's open up with the app. Um, oh, well, this episode opens up with Employee of the Month, Braun, dragging Jamie up out of the water. <laughs> When Bronn asks what he was thinking, Jamie responds, ending the war. He knows they cannot win the war against three dragons. Bronn is like, you're on your own. Jamie says, I have to tell Cersei. And he responds, well, you might as well just jump back in that river. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty opening to the scene, though. I kind of like the, I don't know what you would call it, I guess. Uh, is it cinematography or just the way this the shot was set up? Yeah, and you can yeah. see like the smoke of the battlefield in the nice distance. View. Yeah, it's yeah. that was my biggest pet peeve, though. Not the looks; it looked great, but why were they in the distance? Like, why was no one there? <laughs> it, it they had to only have been under for a minute or two tops. And Danny, did she know it was Jamie? Did she know who was trying to kill her? Like, why That's would she a good wait? <laughs> well, we know Tyrion knew he for knew, sure. But I guess maybe and did she he? Knew? say did he share that information i don't think so i don't think so yeah yeah it was weird you know when she mentioned the tarleys too she called him lord like do they know because they have the side shoulder plates like i noticed that some people have the certain armor i i don't know i'm just wondering how they know who is who and see you're expecting there to be like <laughs> logic to this yes. because you know right. if there were logic jamie would be very dead yes right as I mean, you that you articulated Clotho's <laughs> so beautifully last podcast. He was in full plate armor, wasn't he? Yeah, he came well, out I read in armor. An, I read an article and he specifically said he's lucky, not Nikolai, said he's lucky he had his leather armor well, he's on. contradicting himself because in, in an interview <laughs> a week before, he said he had the armor on and he couldn't get on it up on his own when they were filming. And also, when I watched it, rewatched just now, he had the plate armor on. It was, it was leather was underneath it, but he had the armor on. So I don't know why he said that. Hmm, sounds like he got the notes and he's trying to spin it <laughs> for his body. They, they were climbing onto the shore a distance away from where he fell in the water. So Bronze a hell of a good swimmer then, right? Yeah. They walked. Yeah. And then when they he came really the strong. He, I mean, he still had the same armor on when he walked into Cersei. So he didn't even take it off. It was all dirty and mucky. <laughs> Well, maybe it had a rusted shut. I don't know. I mean, I, was, I didn't know Bron was this this a strong swimmer and and b strong a man. 
Well, obviously, Braun can do everything and anything. And, and, you know, I guess like Superman. <laughs> he deserves a castle. You know, last week I was like, why is he talking like that? Why does he deserve all this? I guess he does at this point. You could say, yeah, he deserves all this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing to maybe address, uh, you asked about how does Danny know that Harley is, you know, a lord, the lord. Um, maybe that's like, like you said, like the armor is more impressive. So it's like, you know, World of Warcraft, like <laughs> level 70 or 80 up. armor on. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah. I would think that there would be scouts, the Dothraki are scouting the place out. So they probably, you know, would have found Bronn and Jamie. I would I think, think they would have found them. It just seems silly. It seems so silly yeah. to not wait around. Like it just, it, and I get they just needed the story to go that way, but it just seems so silly. <laughs> what do you think about the anger? Um, that like well, the outcry more more the outcry you've been seeing about Jamie and charging Drogon. I've been seeing like a lot of um. Well, he's so stupid. What an idiot! Like. <laughs> Well, I thought but, he was trying to get Danny, right? I mean, that's he, what I thought he was doing too. Danny to kill her. I mean, obviously he'd be killed by the dragon afterwards if he got her. But I mean, these guys—they—you they, know—I'm gonna—I love it when I give the show credit because this may be the only time this app. But I mean, they've done things like in other seasons and other episodes where these guys are—they're soldiers. They yeah. know how this goes down, and they're prepared to die. I mean, they don't want to, obviously, but they are prepared for it. And so, what, other, what other chance is he going to get to do that, right? Like, yeah. right then and there, he could have ended this war. Yeah. And I, and I, mean, Danny, I could see that being over. real Jamie. Like, Jamie. That seems like book Jamie could potentially make a move like that. I mean, not the yeah. rest of it, but... <laughs> I mean, he was in the King's Guard. You're supposed to, you know, pre- be prepared to pay with your life to, you know, save your king. And I never really questioned Jamie charging Danny like that. I did have a problem with a lot of the Lannister and Tyrell, or what's it? Not yeah. Tyrell. Tar- the Tarly. soldiers. The Tarly soldiers watching this dragon. They've never seen a dragon before in their entire lives. And they're they're told to just hold the line. I'm sorry. If I see a dragon, <laughs> you know, breathing fire, I'm noping the fuck out and I'm heading for the hills we should have seen a few of them do Wrong. that yeah right? yeah that would that would have been funny that would have been great and realistic absolutely <laughs> i guess maybe they're trying to say this is how great and brave these guys were they didn't deserve this you know i don't know but i would have loved to have seen them nope the fuck out <laughs> some of them <laughs> so Tyrion surveys the battlefield and the dothraki are looting uh, the remaining survivors are being rounded up Danny addresses them and opens with, I'm not here to murder. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God. She asks they join her or she murders them. <laughs> Drogon roars at the group for good measure. Uh, most kneel, save for Lord Tarly and Dickon and a handful of others. Danny asks Tarly to step forward. He tells her that, you know, he has a queen already and he refuses to serve a foreign queen with an army of savages at her back. Tyrion suggests the wall. Tarly tells her she isn't his queen. She can't order him there. As um, Dothraki soldiers take him away, Dickon steps up and Tyrion asks him to bend the knee. Tyrion asks Danny to take them prisoner. Um, she's not having it. They've made their choice. Father and son hold hands. Danny sentences them to die by fire. And then the rest of the men kneel. All of them kneel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I've been seeing a lot of critiques saying that she's really going to be the evil queen, mad queen, but I really think that what she did was fair. I mean, she's got a dragon, okay? Yeah, I I don't know. She gave him a choice. That is not much of a choice, though. I mean, that is, that's, I will burn you alive in a horrifying death, or you'll serve me. I mean, and then she wants to be loved, and we're all going to... No, that's that is not how that works. Yeah, she keeps running You're, into these similar problems where she does these things, and she thinks she's got the higher ground, but she really doesn't. Yeah. Here's the other thing, too, for people that are on, like, Team Danny and Defend Danny. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe she's going to be okay. But this is really, like, short-term thinking, supporting her. Uh-huh. What happens? What happens down the line? You know, we've seen the way this goes. Yeah. Nope. I, I say kill the fucking dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like I mean, how do you no one that's the problem. No one knows how long it takes power and that type of power to go and we're seeing little hints of it to go to her head for good. So I, I think it's a it's a, you know, red flag right there. Not that I'm a Cersei supporter, I just want to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, right now, if I had a choice between Danny and Cersei, I'd be, you know, Danny all over the place. But she's not, it's not much of a, I mean, that's not much of an improvement. I mean, she likes the titles. She likes all that. She likes the trappings of power. I mean, and that's fine, but don't tell me she's this noble, I mean, she likes being the mother of all the, you know, the freed slaves, all that crap. That's... Like, later on in this episode, she goes on about the dragons being her children. And it's like, you know, at a certain point, no. What the (laughs) hell is wrong with you? Are you out of your mind? No, they are not your children. Sorry, I've jumped ahead. No, that's okay. Let's go there. (laughs) I agree with you. Because, like, I don't know what the equivalent of that would be. Like, having a tank of sharks and, like, these are my children. Having children who murder people? I mean, it's it's not like they're cats or dogs or (laughs) even, like, pet cockatoos. No, they are, like... (laughs) It's like saying you're piranhas and you're tanking your house that will strip a man's arm bare if they're not. No, they are not your children. And it's been established. They're not like, okay, so so far the dire wolves have pretty much killed someone in, in battle or someone who was an enemy or someone who's attacking. I mean, it's been established that her dragons kill people that, remember when they were going, flying around Elder. and hunting people, that she can't control. I mean, there's an element of that, too. This is not just some, you know, completely controlled animal she has. Yeah, and I think that was put in there for a reason, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. No, I'm in total agreement about that. And I guess, I don't know, just go back to this scene. It, I don't know, if you're feeling sorry at all for Randall, Tarly, and Dickon here, maybe. Yeah, you can feel sorry for Dickon. But... I feel sorry for Dickon because yeah. he's doing the honorable thing. And he was, I mean, and you could tell his father probably would have been would have gone to his death okay if his son had knelt and saved his life but he was i can i can feel sorry for for dickon yeah randall tarley not so much i just i think about the books and the the fact that he told brianne she could use a good raping yeah Yeah. burn motherfucker (laughs) how was dickon in the books was he a jerk in the books too i don't remember i don't even think he's much of a character and he's a child oh okay okay so we don't he's not uh He's not a grown man. Okay. I mean, remember, I, Sam I is like that. John's age, I think. I think they're like 
Oh, and he's younger. So oh, I think yeah, yeah. Dickon is like considerably younger because remember, Sam got to be a, you know, 16, 17 year old before he got kicked out. And oh, that was only, I think he's a little boy. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess they just say that he preferred the other, there's mention, but I mean, you know, I think, you know, Tarly could prefer any boy that was not Sam. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's the fifth. Okay, so Sam is the eldest. Okay. There are three kids in between Sam and Dickon. They're a couple girls, right, or no? Yeah, they're a couple girls, and I think he's betrothed, but I don't think he's, he's born... Uh, looks like 287 AC between 287 and 290. Okay. And let me see how old Sam is. I think that the what the Jamie and Cersei were born in the 60s, right? So. And Sam is born in 283, so he's like four or five years younger. And if Sam is like, I'm assuming 17 or 18, this is like a 12 year old kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, I guess this is all fresh for the show. I mean, show based Dickon. So far, I mean, that that was not a cowardly thing to do, to stand up. He didn't have to stand up, so he's no. like a pretty, you know. Yeah, I mean, he was obviously beefed up for this season. Yeah. I mean, we kept saying, well, they keep naming him and they keep having these lines to kind of garner attention towards him because like, they want you to feel something for yeah, this particular bad. scene, right? I mean... This show, show Dickon, I will say, I was pretty upset when he got toasted. Cause I was like, no, he's so pretty. He is. <laughs> he really is. Damn. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on. Uh, Jamie makes a quick trip back to King's Landing. <laughs> this is weird. The next scene is literally Jamie back at King's Landing. Okay. <laughs> Short Cersei. walk. It must have been close. Exactly. <laughs> like sore. Cersei asks him, "How many men did we lose?" She's like, and uh, she's like, "No worries. We're rich. We'll hire mercenaries." <laughs> Jamie Where? tells, "What's that? <laughs> With what money? I mean, was the money already burned by dragons?" <laughs> yeah. Right? See, no, you missed it. Last time when she met with her loan officer, she promised <laughs> she'd pay him. She's, he was totally cool and agreed to fund her because, you know, they're like that, the Bank of Bravos. You know, <laughs> the it was, no. peoples of Bravos are really into keeping slavery the status quo. But no, what no. about paying their debts, though? I mean, yeah, that, that was the gold. The, yeah, that was the agreement as soon as he, the debts are paid. So yeah. she's screwed. I don't know what she's thinking. Well, Jamie, he's not even telling her that the money's gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, he's too scared. <laughs> that would have been a great scene. Oh, yeah. Well, actually. <laughs> so Jamie tells her the Dothraki will kill any army, and Danny has three dragons. They will lose. She suggests Tyrion may intercede on their behalf by way of apology for killing Tywin and Joffrey. Jamie shares the truth that Olana confessed to killing Joffrey. At first, she doesn't believe him, and he asks, who would you want your daughter to marry, Joffrey or Tommen? She's like, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> she does look convinced at that point. Cersei wishes she hadn't listened to Jamie. She says Olana would have died, should have died screaming. Jamie tells her again, they will lose the swarm. And then Cersei responds, submit and die or fight and die. She knows what she's going to choose. And she tells him the soldier should know too. <sighs> it's not like she has anything to lose, I guess, at this point. But we'll get there. <laughs> Can I talk about her her Romulan outfit that Michelle oh, Clark yes. totally oh, stole yes. from Star Trek? 
<laughs> totally stole that. You can look up images. It really is. <laughs> it's the same outfit, except Denise Crosby, who was on the original or the Star Trek The Next Generation, was Tasha a real blonde. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. But that is, it's the same outfit. It's the same quilting. She's just missing the neck piece. And I don't think it's pants. She's wearing an actual dress. But yeah, otherwise, it's a ripoff. <laughs> It also looks like the ones in Star Trek Nemesis that Tom Hardy's wearing, if you Google that, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now I gotta look. (laughs) Some Star Trek eye candy. (laughs) Oh, it totally is. (laughs) Is there anything else about this scene besides the... Michelle Clapton is a Trekkie. I think that's what we've gotten from this. All right, that's all we've gotten from this scene. Let's move on. <laughs> Danny and Drogon arrive back at Dragonstone. John gets uh, greets them, and then he pets Drogon. <laughs> um, he also calls a dragon a beast, and that's a term Danny's not too fond of. She calls them her children. They speak of war and of her mission and how it went. She tells John, you can only help people from a position of strength. Sometimes strength is terrible. She asks him about his knife in the heart incident. And uh, John doesn't really have to answer because her Dothraki announced the arrival of Jorah Mormont. Danny introduces John to Jorah. John tells him he fought alongside his father. Jorah tells Danny he's returned to her service. She gives him a hug. All I could think about during that part was the script that was leaked, and it said something along the lines of, you know, Jorah watches Danny talking to a handsome man that is not Sir Jorah. (laughs) (laughs) This makes Jorah sad. (laughs) I have a quibble. I don't know. You know what really bugs me is the Dothraki have been, like, called you know savages yeah. and they're kind of used as a reason not to side with Danny and you know they're seen as quote unquote the others and they are because none of them are named I have no attachment to any of these Dothraki people yeah. and I know that they're you know I know it, that George is basing them on you know Apache and um, Mongolian people so I don't know it's just a quibble of mine I hate that I hate that they're just these they're used to effect. They're not really yeah. given any agency or voice in the story after after Drogo, well, in her handmaiden's sleeve. But yeah. yeah, and that's that is strange because they have Grey Worm and they have Missandei, but they don't. You know, they they should have somebody who's who's more. You know, you're getting Person? more personal with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, personal with. And they just stand yeah. there. They're just like you know backdrop. It's just well. Props. That bodes really well for their next venture, Confederate. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Sorry, I'm extra yeah. salty tonight. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you haven't been able to tell. Uh, we'll beat up on that another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally full agreement to you, Kama. Just to reiterate, these are not children. These are yeah. weapons of mass destruction, Danny. <laughs> Murder piranhas. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're going to see Bran now, and he's tapped into his tree. Uh, crows are flying beyond the wall. He spies thousands of undead marching south. The Night King notices the birds, and they flee. Bran tells his maester, Ravens, um, we need to send Ravens. 
all I could think was these crows are super fast. That's what this <laughs> this whole series this this season has just been so fast paced and yeah. super fast. Yeah, it's it's. I know we've complained that things weren't moving fast enough, <laughs> but there is a middle ground, is there not? I guess not when there's only two seasons left and limited episodes. Well, it's not ground. The narrative and the pacing are not. It, it's not grounded properly, so it just feels like they're they're moving from plot point to plot point, but they're not really doing a, a an adequate job of of building the tension, which is what I would think you would want to do, well, and that could be done. I mean, that sense of urgency, and but yet certain groups are moving too slow. I mean, you could do that. They just have apparently. They either don't want to or they don't know how to. Well, and I, yeah, and I think. I'm, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I kind of was thinking about why it, why it's like this. And I guess I have to attribute it to, they probably didn't realize like how many seasons they were getting or when they found out. And then I think it's messed with, like you said, the plotting. Yeah. They knew that, the, I mean, they reached a certain point and I think it was a given. I also think... Was it season three when they met with him and realized they weren't getting wins? So they've had time, I think, and they had to know they were not going to get canceled, not with ratings like they have. And that's why I wonder why did they even shorten the season if they they constantly said they they didn't want to drag. But, yeah, again, it seems like they're speeding through. And and they have an extra, was it an extra half hour at some point? I don't know why they shortened it. Well, because never really understood that because like the xx seems to want like 15 seasons of game of thrones well <laughs> even if it, even if they kept with what the previous seasons have been which is yeah, 10 yeah, yeah. they opted not to do that and apparently from what i understand it's because they do want to work on their next venture that's oh, what i yeah i was oh, just gonna throw that out there it's like even if i i personally think 12 would have been a good number to be having all along but even if they had an extra two, you know, take it to nine or ten, you know, I think that would have helped. But they're trying to move all these pieces, and it's so they're again, there are ways to do the t- the tension, and it should be like I should be feeling anxious, like what's going to happen, and now it's like yeah, okay, you know, it's there's very little of that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are the payoff seasons, you know, yeah. like this is the you've built, you've built, you built. Now let give me the money shots, you know, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. It's well, just... and and you've got Euron who can circumnavigate navigate the globe in like two minutes, <laughs> and then you've got the army of the dead, which, to be fair, is something they have really done. Those episodes that they have done have been superb. But what are they doing? Stopping <laughs> for like um, <laughs> rest, uh, restroom breaks every two seconds? I mean, they're they moving naps. so slowly. It's lots just, of naps. Yeah, lots of naps. <laughs> I agree. All right, let's go to the Citadel. Um, the Archmaster, Archmaster. Is it Arc or Arch? It's Arc, right? Archmaster. Uh, I think it's Arch. Arch. I say Arch, but I don't know. I think it's anyway. Archmaster. Arch <laughs> we, we can do a poll on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Archmaster reads Bran's scroll to the table of the other fancy maesters. <laughs> Sam interrupts to tell them he knows he knows Bran and he wants them to listen to the note. Everyone respects them he says advise the lords to hold the wall they will listen to them 
get every maester to read only scrolls concerning the long night. The archmaester is like, maybe, but this message could also be a play by the dragon queen to lure lords away from their castles. Sam pleads with the archmaester again. It's real. I've seen it. The Archmaester tells them all they will write to Winterfell to get to the truth of it. Sam is dismissed. And then um, after we leave, we learn that he doesn't know yet about his father and brother and how they were burned alive. I think I like the Citadel scenes. I've really been enjoying these. I have too. I like, I understand. It's partly because I understand the academic culture, um, but I've enjoyed them. I thought they've been well done. Um, It's just, it's funny because... Like Sam doesn't seem to understand, and he's smart enough as a character, he should understand that to communicate with these guys, you need a different tack than, like, the one he's been taking. What but, would you do <laughs> if you were Well, Sam? it's like, part of it is understanding what motivates them. Like, these guys, you know, it, it's, it's, it, that's partly it. There's also... Like, it would be one thing for him to approach, say, um, the Jim Broadbent guy, whose Uh, name I still don't know, privately privately and, like, really make up, like, a plea for it. And then you let Jim Broadbent, who's, like, let's, department chair, dean, whatever he is, go in and convince the other guys to do it. Yes. But you have what is essentially a freshman coming in and trying to move these guys who move very slowly, and that just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's like about saving face. It's like, and you could kind of tell, like they were, they were mentioning Master or Maester Walken, I think his name is the guy at Winterfell. Yeah, yeah they said like, oh, you know, he was. It, you could see the one guy was sort of like, well, he was a nice, a smart kid, you know, kind of like. It's also understanding the hierarchy, and you got to get the you got to get like the top guy to go in and get the change. You can't yeah. do it by going in and storming the gates. It's not how that works. Yeah, and then by the time he said he had saw it, like I was thinking, well, maybe even leading, you know, I think it was just doomed at that point because I kept thinking, right. why doesn't he mention that he saw it? And then he did at the end, but it was too late. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the next scene is Varys and Tyrion. They're drinking and discussing serving Targaryens and their consciences. <laughs> um, it, I think it's, uh, Daenerys is not her father, is what, uh, Varys tells him. And she won't be if she has the right counsel. He needs to find a way to make her listen. Tyrion asks what the note from Winterfell is about, and Varys responds, nothing good. <laughs> I like the scene between them and uh, I thought it was well, yeah. the little nuances and them, you know, playfully discussing the note and Varys just, you know, ups and admits, yeah, I read it. It just reminds me of, it just reminds me of like office politics at work where, you know, you're at the water cooler and you're talking about your boss, you know? <laughs> your crazy, yeah. crazy boss. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so John also reads the letter. He tells Danny he thought Arya and Brown were dead, but he doesn't look happy. Um, Bran saw the Night's King and his army marching towards Eastwatch. He's going to return and fight with what men he has, unless, of course, she'll join him. Tyrion has a light bulb moment. He suggests bringing the dead to her, one soldier. He knows she will only listen to one person. And uh, that's Jamie. 
and his brother might listen to him. Oh, sorry. So he means Cersei will only listen to one person, and that is Jamie, and Jamie might listen to Tyrion. Danny asks, how will you get into King's Landing? All eyes turn to Davos, the smuggler. He's in, but reminds Tyrion he is no fighter. Jorah offers to head north to grab an undead white. Jon tells them the free folk will help and he'll go too. Danny tells Jon that she has not given him permission to leave. He tells her he doesn't need it. He's a king. And that she needs to trust him. Danny nods. <laughs> what a bizarre plan. <laughs> That's just that can nothing could possibly go wrong with that. <laughs> just side, though. Oh, I mean. Uh... I don't know what else, you know, I'm trying to think, well, what else could they have done? I don't know, but that's just doesn't sound like no plan. <laughs> I don't know, too. Just the, the fact that, like, bringing, bringing one of these to try to prove to Cersei that they have a common enemy that they need to fight. Like, when has Cersei ever cared about what's good for the people or the kingdom? Yeah, she really doesn't give a fuck. But, I mean, remember, like, what, in season one, where they brought, they, they told, um, what's his face to to bring one of the white hands to show proof to yeah. King's Landing. They did that. They tried to. And by the time they got there, it, it was and dead. It was an audience. Day. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. So there's an expiration date. I yeah. <laughs> So they need a fresh one. <laughs> you got to pack ice cubes in the sucker or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, I know whenever I did read, the leaks and I, I read this i was just like this is too stupid this sounds like a really bad fan fiction this can't be real is this that can't what you thought be was? real just like, <laughs> well, i seem to recall reading somebody condemning the leaks going well these have to be fake because i mean who would possibly write this crap yeah and at this point the more we think that the more it's probably a real leak <laughs> we have to yeah. assume. well so far hasn't everything yeah. pretty much been accurate yeah and, and the script yeah. was really close there were a couple like um changes like to the beginning scene with braun and jamie and a couple other words you know lines were left out or brought in but i mean the the just how everything was laid out was pretty accurate All right, let's go to Winterfell now. Uh, Sansa is taking court with all the lords. They are restless about Jon being south for so long. Afterwards, she speaks with Arya. She tells her she warned Jon. They stroll into Sansa's quarters, which is, you know, was her parents. And Arya points that out. And she tells her, you've always liked nice things, made you feel better than everyone. Arya is concerned that Sansa isn't defending Jon. She suggests cutting off heads. Sansa attempts to explain managing people to Arya and how to make them work together. Arya thinks Sansa is plotting against Jon. Oh, just, uh, it, it just kind of annoyed me. I didn't see it. I thought Sansa, what she did was fine. I, I know what they're setting it up for. I know they're trying to you know set this scene up for Littlefinger to intervene and cause trouble. But to me, nothing Sansa's saying is a problem. Unless you say, oh, Arya's basing what she's thinking on you know her impressions of Sansa when they were younger. <laughs> there's, there's two things here that they seem that it could be. One is that they're setting up that there's this like conflict and will Arya and Sansa reconcile and recognize who their real enemy is. That's one. The other is this idea that Arya and Sansa are kind of going to be playing Littlefinger and, you know, tricking him 
in either way, they're not setting it up right. Oh, so you think they've been faking that interaction so Littlefinger would see it, or I, I, or yeah, or that there, there's something in there. I, I saw somebody conjecture that on Twitter or Tumblr, and one of my friends who loves the show yeah. was was saying, "Oh, I thought they were faking it." Oh well, then, but, but if they're doing that, makes that it wasn't in the twi- it wasn't in the script though, and the scripts were pretty. The script didn't word yeah. it that way. The script worded Littlefinger in there. They showed him. But this is, I mean, because, I mean, right away, the you've liked nice things, that is a perfect segue for, okay, I need to tell you a little bit about what my life has been like for the last three, four years, honey. Yeah. And, you know, after that, if you think I don't deserve the nice bedroom, I'll move back to my old one because after what I've been through. Yeah. She's like, yeah, well, I wear dead people's faces. Like, like we do need this scene where they, like, yes, talk to yes. each other. And, that, and we're not getting missing. that. Yeah, that's been missing. That's a good point. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that right there is a, I've liked nice things. Well, let me tell you, I've paid the price for that. Yeah. You know, and she's not wrong in what she's saying. The business about you listen to your lords, that's fine. Yeah, but they're not, they're, they don't... They have a conception of Arya as this sort of hard, murdering fiend, and you can kind of see it in the way Macy's playing it. And they've, I don't think, have ever really recognized that Arya does have decency and humanity in her. I mean, that she's outraged by things like, you know, and she tries to do the right thing. And I don't think they even really understand Sansa either. And this is, it just keeps being reflected tenfold. But it was a terrible scene. I, you know, and I kind of liked their reunion last time, and then they fucked it up. Yeah, I don't know. It's like they have a hesitancy or an unwillingness to really write nice, meaty character dialogue. Because I would like Brienne and Sansa. Why the fuck have they not talked at all? Mm-hmm. Arya and Sansa. You know, these aren't. They're not talking to each other. You think you know after years separated and going through what these two women have gone through. They'd want to share that, and I'd love to see it. And I don't think it would take that long. I mean, if you're doing the writing, you can make it work. I mean, they may have a couple minutes here and there, but I don't think it would be that hard to do. And yeah, then, but then that would take away from them, you know, building a romance <laughs> between a nephew and yeah, his yeah, aunt. Longing, yeah, there's longing <laughs> looks on the beach. <laughs> I, I, I've never, this argument it would take too long. Has uh, You know, we've had scenes between characters about, you know, Picking horrors and whatever oh, that have the, gone the, on for the, ten the minutes. Shit montage. Yeah, that was excessive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. don't tell me you can't devote thirty <laughs> seconds to starting a conversation about because you don't even have to have yes. a whole conversation. Yeah, you, you have just... Sansa look incredibly sad or something and go, Arya. I have to talk. Yeah, sit down. I, I have to tell you about whatever. Right. There's and then the do. next scene, you got something. And then what you could do is you can sort of play, because Littlefinger has been pretty much window dressing this entire time, is give the man some actual lines. I'm sure yeah. Aiden Gillen would have appreciated that. You know, where he's actually kind of working against it. So then you have this tension. I mean, because you could do that. It could be done and it could be brilliant. Because, <laughs> wait, are we at that? We're not at that scene yet. I'll, 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 no, save, we'll it for, I'll save it for the scene where he's in the hallway. <laughs> All right, let's go on to Davos and Tyrion. They arrive on the beach outside King's Landing, and Davos tells Tyrion he has his own business to attend to, um, so he best hurry. Uh, Bronn leads Jamie into the Dragon Bone Basement to practice. 
quote unquote. <laughs> Jamie wants to be prepping the preparing the city for a Dothraki siege. They bicker a bit and then enters Tyrion. Tyrion commends Jamie for Casterly Rock and he says father would be proud. This triggers Jamie. He tells him he promised the next time that he saw him he would cut him in half. Both brothers are on the verge of tears as Tyrion defends himself. Jamie um, cuts him off and asks, What do you want? And Tyrion says, Daenerys will win the war. She's not her father. She will suspend the war if Cersei will agree to certain terms. She has a more important request. And then oh, it's here over. it is. <laughs> what was that? I just said, and then it's over. The scene is over. That's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> But oh my god, a guy tweeted about called it the sex dungeon, and the first thing when I saw that scene, like literally when Bron was walking down in the lighting, I was like, brown chicken, brown cow. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like somebody leads you down into a dungeon with that lighting. <laughs> Why? It was just so you know. Well, you're thinking about Robert and his tours. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I can forgive that. <laughs> Why did Davos, being a smuggler, bring oh. Tyrion during the day? That was so weird. And it's and like... Leave the boat on the shore. Ugh. Exactly! Not hide it or anything. So Tyrion's crazy. not in any sort of disguise. Davos isn't either. I mean... And while on, you might argue that Davos is not really that recognizable, probably not the kind of guy to have whatever wanted posters, Tyrion, on the other right. hand, is. And then... The fact that how did Braun get the message to get Jamie? Like, how did Tyrion know to fi- how to find Braun? Like, I was confused. <laughs> they have crows powered by Time Warner Spectrum. That's what I think. <laughs> it's like, what can these birds sniff? Go find Jamie. Like, <laughs> or go find Braun rather to tell Jamie. <laughs> powered by Google Maps. <laughs> I will say um, the reunion between Tyrion and Jamie, they really well, especially Nikolai, he's doing whatever he can with what parts he gets when he's away from Cersei to kind of channel Jamie. Like that they I don't know. They are both it touched me. It was I mean, and you know, that interview's going around and the quotes that he wanted, like he was so frustrated he wanted the writers, like there were so many things he wanted Jamie to say to Tyrion and I I think everyone was waiting for that. Like it would have been I, you know, they could have just added a little bit more and it would have been so much better. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he you could tell, like, he really <laughs> was trying burst. to communicate with his, like, <laughs> eyes and his face, those watery, watery eyes. <laughs> he looked like he was going to burst. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude's trying, man. <sighs> so, in the Street of Steel in King's Landing, Davos finds Gendry back at work as a blacksmith. Davos tells him, Bad things are coming, and Gentry's like, "Let's go." <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, it's just it was so ridiculous. But <sighs> I mean, I it was so cheesy and so terrible, but at the same time, it was kind of funny. I mean, I know, like, what funny. are you going to do? Like, honestly, I was like, okay, well, what else are you going to do with this? <laughs> And, and I do like that they seem to have given um, Gendry uh, Robert some intellect there. Or lack the of oh, things. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like he yeah. So he grabs this pretty hammer and pretty. they head to the boat, <laughs> where two gold cloaks find the pair. Davos um, pays them off. They ask to see what's in the boat. Davos tells them it's Viagra crab. 
gives him a case <laughs> and tells him to get to a brothel quick. <laughs> Tyrion descends the stairs and tries to sneak by the guards, but they recognize his scar. Davos jangles his coin purse. <laughs> the guards aren't having it. Gendry's like, it's hammering time. And, you know, it smashes her heads in. <laughs> so again, yeah, this is stupid. Being like broad daylight. It's like high noon when they're doing this, these shenanigans. Uh, uh, and, like The whole scene was set up just for Gendry to swing that hammer. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's absolutely it. Like yeah. and how convenient was it that Davos found him <laughs> so easily in the street? Well, what, that was the same shop, the same set, because I guess once they figure, you know, and all the places Gendry could have rode to, he'd go back to his old place of employment where he's wanted, <laughs> where was wanted by, by people who want to kill him. <laughs> okay, show. <laughs> So the next scene, we have Jamie interrupting Cersei and Kyburn. Um, he leaves, and Jamie wants to know why Kyburn's there. And she replies, he's hand. Why are you here? He admits um, that he met with Tyrion. She questions why Danny would want a truce now. Jamie tells her about the army of the dead and how Tyrion will have proof. She asks if he's going to punish Bronn for betraying him. She knew about the, uh, she knew about the meeting, and... She tells him he she may want to meet with Daenerys. They need to be clever to beat her. Whatever stands in their way, she will defeat it. For ourselves, for our home, for this. And she puts her hands on her stomach. <laughs> and I literally threw the blanket over my head when this came <laughs> out. Like, just scream no. <laughs> oh, man. You know uh, Visceral reaction. It would be a great <laughs> twist if, like, if if Quibern was the father, because it's just funny that he keeps yeah. saying, "Why is Quibern here? Why is Quibern here? Why is Quibern here?" Like, well, gee. was he asking? Was he asking her if he could get her something? Yeah, I was like, is it abortion? Like, is he going to give her something? Yeah, kind of, what is it? Get the, her some moon tea. Moon tea they use. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's totally what the implication was. <laughs> oh man. Well, she did talk about founding a dynasty, although. I mean, even today, she'd be having what they would call a geriatric pregnancy, and the likelihood of her carrying that baby or surviving childbirth is really low. Yeah, in that time. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lena had a baby, what, two years ago? She had a baby? Yeah, yeah, that today? Yeah, yeah. In in the 21st century, where medical (laughs) science has advanced, and you're not... And you're not drinking. She's drinking like like crazy. I mean, she's right there. (laughs) Even today... You know, I've had friends who've gotten pregnant in their 40s, and they were offended when the doctor referred to it as a geriatric pregnancy. Oh, you're you're but that's after the 30, term you're after because 35. it's not yeah, it's not the same as if you're 20. Yeah, if you're 35 and over, it's high risk. Or is it 34? It's pretty young. So I think yeah, yeah, 30, it's, yeah. So yeah. No. <laughs> but I mean, some people are speculating. I think she's really pregnant on the show. I think all the spoilers said she was. There's supposed to be blood. I think people are trying to make themselves feel better by thinking she's not. I think the show's just going there. But I guess, you know, we'll see. I, you know, <laughs> I think she's pregnant in the books, too. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, by what, a kettlebuck or somebody? Yeah, yeah. There, was, there was theories that yeah. she's pregnant because she's gaining weight. She's also drinking heavily, but yeah. <laughs> well, and theories. she's also younger. I mean, she's yeah. like in her early 30s in the books. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's it's lots just of they cast an actress who's in her mid-40s, or approaching her mid-40s now. Yeah. 
I assumed, I mean, I, again, originally I read, read all those leaks and went, oh, that can't be true. But everything so far has yeah. been spot on. So maybe it's a giant fake, but I'm assuming that if they she's legit the blood, pregnant. Yeah, if they show the blood and everything. Yeah, well, it, except it's it's not Jamie, so it's probably, like you said, a kettle black. Oh, in the books, yeah, yeah. But I guess in the well, show, show. Yeah, show, it's, you know, or Clyburn's. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd be that. on board if it was something like that. That would be awesome. But they're not going to do that. Quasi, what we name it. Uh, Jamie, Jamie does ask, well, who will you say is the father? And she says, you. And he says, people won't like that. She reminds him of what their father always used to say about lions and sheep. They kiss and I cry. <laughs> and he, he looks very happy. Yeah, he does. Like if people were trying again, tell themselves that he didn't look touched. He looked he Nikolai played it like a touched father, you know, until she said her creepy don't betray me. But when she said that, <laughs> like when she was telling him he's eyes watered, he looked very touched, he looked hopeful. I mean, that was a man that was in love and having a baby with his lover. <sighs> I know exactly like you can't spin that you just can't spin it no matter how much we want to I you have to face the (laughs) the Larry incestuous music um never betray me again so obviously he's gonna betray her (laughs) what's he what is it gonna be (laughs) come on you leak readers No guessing? Are we? Do we not know anything? Well, oh, uh, what the betrayal is going to be? Or yeah, uh, I really know. I've read some of the leaks too, but I can't remember. Yeah, that he's going to draw right off and leave her there. You know, after you that's know. the betrayal. Well, that's boring. I guess <laughs> <laughs> because because she's not going to help Danny and yeah, and um, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meh, boring. Anyway. <laughs> Davos reminds Gendry um, he needs to keep his identity secret. He's just Clovis. <laughs> Davos introduces <laughs> John Snow to Gendry. And then, of course, Gendry just tells him his real name and that he's Robert Baratheon's son. Davos is like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Gendry and John discuss their fathers. John tells Gendry he's a lot leaner than Robert. And then Gendry replies, you're a lot shorter. John smiles, disappears, and briefly, and then returns. Gendry wants to go with him. Davos tells John he can handle himself but cautions Gendry he still wants to go and uh, I like this line Uh, Davos says nobody mind me all I've done is live to a ripe old age (laughs) no that's funny (laughs) I did think it was funny that Gendry's like yeah our dads were friends and everything and I mean John doesn't really know John doesn't know that his dad is Rhaegar, but I mean, Gendry's dad killed his John's dad. <laughs> I kept waiting for someone to mention Arya because you oh, know yeah. that would have made some sense, but yeah, no. oh, that right? Nice. I mean, didn't Davos take him from King's Landing to help forge weapons? I mean, that was his real job, you know, not to go on this this quest. Up north, (laughs) they needed to say, "No, you're Clovis. You need to get to work, Clovis." You know. Yeah, he could have done it. You know, they really do need people to make those. You know, the dragon glass weapons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it'd be funny if Davos was like, "Sorry, sorry, my lord, he's a bit touched." (laughs) (laughs) It's just totally. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man, I did like the short joke. I was all there for that, so I'm really happy about. <sighs> yeah. Oh, it's good to see he's, you know, doing well and out of the boat. <laughs> Tyrion takes a moment to strike up conversation with Jorah before he leaves. Um, he gives him the slaver's coin and asks that he brings it back to him. Danny takes Jorah, um, or gives Jorah a heartfelt goodbye and tells Jon she's grown used to him. He wishes her good fortune in the wars to come. <laughs> it's like, pretend. yeah. Jon. Uh, well, everybody <laughs> looked tan. I noticed that. I like Danny's wig and everyone looked tan. That was my <laughs> I take away from that. I guess they were enjoying the Spanish, you know, seaside. <laughs> so Good wig, tan. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> they have absolutely no chemistry. Who? Who? <laughs> John and Danny. I was still used to <laughs> I think John had more chemistry with Drogon. Yes! Yes! See, again, I could get behind that. That would be fun. Okay. And still somehow less offensive than an aunt and nephew having sex. <laughs> Bestiality over incest. <laughs> okay. Back to the Citadel. Uh, Gilly is cramming and quizzing Sam. She asks him what an annulment is, and uh, she reads a section, and it appears Rhaegar had uh, an annulment plus a marriage in Dorne. Sam's not interested. He's upset with the Archmaester. Sam quits study session and pillages the rare book collection, presumably <laughs> gathering everything he can about the long night. <laughs> Gilly and Sam pack up and leave the Citadel. So. Which is unfortunate, because I like those scenes. I mean, the, the shit one... You know, the urine collection aside, I did like the scenes. Yeah. I guess, you know, the honeymoon phase between Sam and Gilly is over. <laughs> because, oh, yeah. I don't know if you've been in a long-term relationship with your significant other. After a while, once they start talking about something, it just starts to sound like you're, you know, in the Peanuts gang with Charlie Brown and the teachers uh-huh. talking uh-huh. at that wah, 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 you know? Because that's what it felt like to me. Because, I mean, she's going over what... Meister Maynard is talking about all these steps and the, the windows and then she brings out, you know, Prince Rhaegar had an annulment with a with his wife to marry a woman in Dorne. And I'm like, that is so fucking amazing. I mean, that is a really good reveal to John's lenient, you know. So you're saying family. it's the equivalent to oh, I went to the store and I did this and honey, did you mow the lawn? <laughs> and you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yes, and then delivering something totally badass. And by the way, I did to the car. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how's the carrots? <laughs> like, I, I just Oh god, it was like I get that, but it's still I'm like he's so he he's just so looking for things and looking for clues and he's always on it that I just have a hard time believing if he heard the word prince his ears wouldn't prick up. Like I get that, but I was like I wish I was like oh maybe if they said it differently. I don't know, that really bothered me that he didn't like at least say prince. What prince? Like that's not just this person got married. That's just, you know. It's not there's, you know, yeah. 500 coaches. Whatever, so just the, because this little nugget of information was just glazed over in the show, that's it. Like mm, it was just for the fans, and no, that's all we're. No, at. they're gonna have to yeah. rehash it some way. Yeah, I think. Why like, they, they cared them. nothing for an annulment when it would have made sense to the plot, and why they couldn't have just said, you know, Rhaegar married, took yeah. another wife. I and don't know why they what, had to do that. Yeah, the spoilers, I can guarantee yeah. you. 
I can guarantee you too, most show watchers, they won't even recognize what this information yeah, was. They have no idea what the Rhaegar thing oh, is about. So, yeah, They're bored by Gilly that. Great Hair yeah. too. Well, I well mean, they've never paid attention to that. I mean, right. wasn't that a big thing last season with not people not understanding the context of the I know. Uh, Leanna well, I and mean, the Tower? I, I had my uncle call me the next day after this aired, <laughs> and it's like he didn't know. He thought that Rhaegar was Danny's dad, and oh. he was saying, he was asking me, well, does that mean that she's a bastard? Oh, so at least like, he picked up that much. At least he sort of picked up that something was happening with. So, right. Yeah. He, so he wanted me to kind of educate him on the Targaryens, but yeah, they're going to have to rehash oh, this. Oh, they do. I mean, I'm, this yeah, the spoilers say that. The spoiler, I don't know if it's off screen or on screen, but the spoilers have Sam and, and Bran, I think, break it to... Some combination to John, to John. Or... yeah, and it's based on that information that she found. So I don't know if it's going to come next episode or what. But or the one. but what's really neat about that little nugget of information? It shows that Rhaegar and Lyanna were married. So John is yeah. not even a bastard. He legit trumps her. He trumps He's... Danny. Yeah. yeah. How do she? It would Rhaegar. be kind of awesome. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, and I know a lot of have seen a lot of people who are really into Liana and Elia who are not happy with this little twist. But it'd be kind of awesome if they sort of rift with what you're saying, Ian, about like the long term partnership with Sam reading that book and going, look, oh, my God, I found it. Look, look, it says that this marriage and, you know, Gilly going, I told you that before. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Gonna... That'd be awesome <laughs> if that happens. I would love that. It would like be even more awesome if she like hit him over the head and said, "You know what? I'm gonna find me a better dude because you're just." <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> well, what if they go to Winterfell and she stumbles into the crypts and sees Lyanna's um, statue? Oh yeah, thing, and she's like, "I remember seeing that in that book that I was telling you about. You know, yeah. that name. Hmm. That'd be pretty neat, but who knows? It probably won't happen." It's got, you know, Bran, Bran is going to somehow see something and the, relate the information. Gilly's not going to get any credit. Right. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of Winterfell, we're back with Arya, and she's spying on Littlefinger, and he's whispering with the servant girl, and then later on some of the other lords. Um, she sneaks into his room and hunts down a scroll, and it's the one uh, written by Sansa, and Eon collected that text for me, oh. so I'm going to go ahead and read what it says. Rob, I write to you with a heavy heart. Our good King Robert is dead, killed from wounds he took in a boar hunt. Father has been charged with treason. He conspired with Robert's brothers against my beloved Joffrey and tried to steal his throne. The Lannisters are treating me very well and provide me with every comfort. I beg you, come to King's Landing and swear fealty to King Joffrey and prevent any strife between the great houses of Lannister and Stark. Hmm. Again, I thought this was terribly executed. What the hunt or the fact this that this whole the, thing, the double spy? Well, she found <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean, and... she looked about as obvious as like I don't know, an elephant trying to hide behind a tree. <laughs> and I would have thought, you know, all her super spy stuff, she'd be better at that. And then this whole idea of him and the scroll and the this and the that, it just wasn't done well. Yeah. Uh, Everyone I, gives her a credit for being a badass spy and everything, but she's kind of a a, a dropout from, <laughs> you know, the 
you know, faceless man dropout. <laughs> yeah, like music school dropout. Faceless man dropout. Go back to high school. <laughs> oh, but I mean, Littlefinger's totally playing her right now. I mean, he hit, hit it where she knew she would find it. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's I I I have nothing to add. Yeah, yeah, they're set. Why aren't they? I don't. I don't think he's the best actor. The wandering accents, the whole business. But you know, why aren't they giving him any dialogue beyond the couple of lines? Because he's Uh, clever and intelligent, and they don't know how to write that. But they did it before. I mean, did something happen where they both hit on the head? I mean, they did it in other seasons where they gave him things to do. And he's been basically relegated to what they did to Gwendolyn Christie that one horrible season where she stood by a window the whole time. Yep. Yeah. Well, and to an extent, she's still kind of doing it. <laughs> yeah. Season. Uh, I have no answers for you, Combo. I'm sorry. Okay, let's go on to John and company as they arrive at Eastwatch. Tormund asks how many men they have and if the big woman is with them. Tormund asks John if he really wants to go out there again, and John nods. He uh, Tormund then tells him, you're not the only one. He takes him down to the dungeons where he has the Hound Thoros and Beric. They, too, are on a mission to get beyond the wall. Gendry tells John not to trust them. They are the Brotherhood, and, you know, they tried to you know, sell him off. Well, they did sell him off to be killed. Jorah recognizes Thoros, who is drying out. Tormund isn't too happy to learn Jorah is a Mormont. Beric suggests there is a greater purpose for them all there. John agrees, and he says they're all on the same side. We are all breathing. So all seven men emerge into the north beyond the wall together. John, Jorah, Tormund, Beric, Gendry, Thoros, and Sandor. No Davos, though, because he's a shitty fighter, in case you missed that. <laughs> I just totally ripped on, like, Sam- the Seven Samurai, Magnificent Seven here. Lord That's of the Rings. Right. <laughs> yeah. Seven. Uh, well, are we going to see an ice polar bear soon? That'd be pretty I- cool. <laughs> Who's going to make it back, is my question. I'm assuming Beric is done for pretty soon. I don't know. I've heard it's Thoros. That's He'd done. be fine, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not particularly... I don't care about these people. So, I mean, other than Liam Cunningham, who I like and would like to see on my screen a little while longer, I just don't care. Mm. I hope Tormund dies. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. I'd be down with that. <laughs> his, his inappropriate and unwanted attentions. <laughs> All right, well, I think that'll bring us to the end of the episode. Um, what we are going to do, though, if you guys are okay with it, is I'd like to do a bit of discussion, um, and it's for our bingo bingo winner. <laughs> yes. Uh, sure. Uh, who is our bingo winner? I'm trying to think of her our name. Our bingo w- winner is Corey, and um, we gave her a couple options, and one of them, the one we're going to do, is she wanted to hear y'all's opinions and ideas about some of the recent JB promo we've gotten lately, Uh, i.e. Nick saying JB were soulmates, Gwen teasing everyone at Comic-Con about who Brienne actually likes, etc., and whether you think this will indeed be significant to the season. I was so excited about 
these interviews that we were seeing early on. Like I thought I was convinced as evidence that we were going to get finally get some kind of payoff for this season. And now I, I just, I, I like, I don't know. I feel like it was almost like <sighs> cruel. It was cruel. It was purposely done to like, and I'm taking it personally to break my heart. <laughs> it's really sad whenever the actors, they know what their characters really want. And it's frustrating because they're having to play out these type of scripts. Um, yeah. I mean, I think they know the fa- what the fans like and they're maybe setting up for, I mean, again, there's spoilers for next season, but who knows what they know. But I, I mean, it's, I think there's no hope for any physicality between them this season. I think that's done. Um, you know, maybe googly eyes, maybe, I don't know. That's about <laughs> it. I mean, yeah, I agree. But as far as, and, you know, maybe they know something that we don't about next season, you know, or that we've been given hints about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why do it this season to us? Like that. That's why I think it's just mean, like, spiteful. <laughs> they don't want us to check out. Maybe they knew what was happening this season, so when they oh. were worried, people would say, "Fuck it, I'm done." <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, you know, if they're that smart, that's that's actually a good move. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> anyway, anyone else want to add anything, or are we all? in agreement that's what's going on nothing nothing's going on i don't know i mean i do want to believe that they've got to know it's a popular pairing they they have to know that they do and i think maybe i don't know i i'm worried about the season eight spoilers if i didn't have those i could hope that this is gonna all i mean those could be fake to be honest but i don't know there's still I, i I don't want to be, I want it to happen. I want him to turn his back on Carol. I want someone to beat the Larry out of Jamie. And I want real Jamie and real Brienne together. I want it so bad. Without any kind of extraneous stuff and without any, like, she's the consolation prize, which it sounds yeah, like it's going to be. Yeah, or she's his rebound, or he really loves right. Cersei. I don't want any of that. I want them, him going, oh, I am, I am all the hell out of this relationship you are nuts you're crazy i you know we never really loved each other and him recognizing that he loves brienne and i preferably would like an actual sexing but if i can't have that i'll settle for that together and happy but i don't know i've seen those season eight spoilers and they don't give me hope for that it sounds like pity sex and disturbing you know which you know yeah yeah (sighs) well well they haven't shot any of that yet and given yeah. that leaks are out there it, kidding <laughs> god I feel like such a fucking I'm idiot just, I'm just trying to just say I'm trying to tell myself that it is too early for these supposed season 8 leaks right now yeah. for, I'm so I'm just taking them with a grain of salt well that and because they're out there is there not uh, perhaps a willingness on their port to maybe well fuck, these have been out there. we got to change some things now. Right. Also, I oh. would hope, and I don't know if it'll do any good, because, I mean, at the end of the day, if the whole, every, if all service is being paid to Cersei and to prop up her scenes, even if they're different locations, you'd think that, you know, I would hope that Nick and Gwen's input into this, I mean, they've done the bath scene, they've done all these intimate scenes together. you think that, I would hope that they'd be able to try to sell it as something more. <laughs> They're going to have to act their faces off yeah, again yeah. if they don't have the dialogue. Is that what you're yes. And other parts. Yeah. <laughs> they really need to sell it for us so that they can they undo be the damage. <laughs> well, I mean, 
it's like the thing with the the scripts being changed. Okay, that makes sense because you have a draft, you make some alterations, things don't work out. So it's possible that these outlines will be changed. The things that are out there for season eight, they're not filmed as far as I know. They're not finalized, they're outlined. So it's very possible that um, this will be changed and I really want it to be. Um, I don't know if that's the case, yeah. though. Some of the scary things with the script, though, which made me think about this, is the script, things changed, lines changed, but intentions didn't. Like, that was one thing I yeah. noticed. When they had those little notes about what was behind everybody, like, they didn't change any of that. Like, you could tell. That, yeah. So. <sighs> no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Okay, so um, do we have any mail? We do. We have um, quite a bit of mail. We got one from Gmail, our Gmail email. (laughs) Hey, ladies, just writing in to share with you a Facebook memory that popped up on my wall today from four years ago when I had my wisdom teeth taken out and apparently suffered some pretty vivid dreams as as a result. The memory reads, so codeine addled that my subconscious is trying to pair up Brienne and Jon Snow instead of Jamie Lannister. Ew. <laughs> brain, this has gone too far. I just thought it was funny that my brain on drugs doesn't show me pink elephants or psychedelic yellow submarine sequences. It lets me know that something has gone wrong by crack shipping Brienne and Jon. <laughs> anyway, thank you for the podcast. I'm a relatively new listener. Been listening since the start of the most recent Game of Thrones series and was hankering after a podcast that didn't have so many damn men on it. Lo and behold, <laughs> here you all are with insightful, well-thought-out analysis of both books and show and a J.B. angle on everything. Aww. Well, we do have vaginas, so you're welcome. <laughs> uh, you've made me appreciate the complexity and richness of the books all over again, which I needed after getting frustrated and throwing Dance with Dragons against the wall halfway through, <laughs> shouting, who the fuck is Arthur Dane anyway? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I think you were you were wondering the other day if there were any Little Finger fans out there. Well, it's me. <laughs> Even though Show Finger is a pale imitation of Book Finger who is legit one of my favorite characters in the series. I have a weird attachment to the Lord of the Wandering Accent. I think of him as Westeros' version of Pete Campbell from Mad Men. Half of me wants to see him cry, and half of me wants him to retire to a tax haven and die of old age. (laughs) What can I say? I love this comparison yeah. because, like, I don't know, I could get on board and be, like, liking Littlefinger a little bit, thinking of him as Pete Campbell. Like, yeah. That's good. Uh, love and thanks, Jane Shakespeare. Aww. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. That was really sweet. I hope your guy gets a good ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, We got one from a John that says, Hey folks, I cannot believe that the spoilers you guys talked about on your episode some months ago are coming true. That was some bad fanfic, and now it's going to happen. I am overwhelmed with disappointment, but since bad fanfics is the norm now, does that increase the likelihood of Larry and Brienne getting a unicorn to do it on? (laughs) (laughs) Although I will admit that the dark gravely gravelly voice competition at Eastwatch was pretty epic. 
<laughs> Who can be the gruff gruffest? Who's eaten the most cigarettes and gargled the most whiskey? <laughs> My money's always on the hound. The hound, yep. <laughs> yeah. Here's hoping that D&D just bite the bullet and have the whole show descend into Slash. <laughs> We're more than halfway there already. Stay salty, John. Oh, God. That Aww. would be awesome if all the people hooking up because it's so cold, they just need to stay warm. <laughs> we have, like, like gangbangs and stuff. Oh, God. Oh, God. Gives, uh, gives Fist of the First Men a whole new yes. uh, giant member. All seven of them up there to get it all. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Oh. Uh, we got one from another Anon that says, um, Salty Anon, yet again, please ignore my previous message. It was a moment of weakness. I think they posted a, I think it was, a, was it a, a, a gif to like um, Jamie and Cersei? Yeah, I can find it. It was, um, I think I... Uh, keep talking amongst yourself. Okay. <laughs> but um, it says, this this show is trash and D&D can, can go, you know the, what, themselves. On a happier note, just got done with episode 24 slash 25 of Jamie's chapters and the discussion on the golden bitch lap heard around the world had me grinning like an idiot. He doesn't have a clue, does he? Also glad to hear you'll be doing another book Jamie episode. Oh, That's my favorite moment. Yes. I love that. that. Those were, yeah, we, we were looking forward to, um, you know, bringing Jamie back into the spotlight. Yeah, the we, real Jamie. We could prov- glad we can provide some comfort in this time of, <laughs> time of strife. Is this going to be like a, a Jamie Lannister <laughs> revival or... Yeah. We got an exorcism. Got yeah, yeah, an ex- Larry exorcism. <laughs> oh, we got one from Chicky too. And Chicky says, "Okay, guys, Ovs, Larry can go jump in a lake of fire, but I am so excited about the random group of losers taking off on the white hunt. I mean, the white hunt idea is absurd, but I am so here for the adventure." And Gendry with a fucking Warhammer. I needed this. Larry fucking sucks. K, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we too are, very, are now looking forward to this uh, trek out to North of the Wall <laughs> and all the group sex that they'll be having. <laughs> uh, see, Johnny and the kit says, I really hate the Larry and Carol show. Frowny face. Yeah, we all do. It sucks. We do. <laughs> Uh, All right, we got another Anon, and it says, I found it interesting in the last episode how some thought the idea of Davos flirting with Masunday, including the notion of them being a couple, was cute and funny. In a very recent episode, there was real anger about the potential Tormund and Brienne pairing and the near-universal fan support of that relationship. Universal? What are you smoking? (laughs) (laughs) There was way more lightheartedness about a far more problematic pairing. Age, the fact that Davos is married, and female ex-slave. Well, that wasn't me, and I'm throwing Guile under the bus. Yeah. I think that was her that was into that. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> but she's I, not here to defend herself. <laughs> I did not. I saw both of those scenes with him and Nisande, and it really felt like he was genuinely... Like, trying to be a nice guy. That he was not into her 
I did not get that vibe from that at all. And I was not on the panel last week, so I'm neither. I don't remember what I said, but I don't ship it. Just to make that clear, I don't ship Davos and anyone, you know. I think was it episode before (laughs) last? I brought up the question. I think I brought up the question. Do you think that Davos was hitting on Sunday, and nobody seemed to think he was. He was just being a really nice guy. Well, I mean, honestly, come on. Davos is is still not over Stannis in my world. And also, the show is totally... I was impressed they remembered he had a son. They have not remembered he's been married since season two, like episode three. So, yeah. But I really don't think that's what it was about. I think he was just trying to... Do what you're supposed to do in those situations. Be polite. Be nice. Say, hey, how you doing? Where are you from? That doesn't necessarily mean, you know, he wanted yeah. to bang her. I think yeah. it just meant he was asking where she's from. Sorry, isn't Anon. he supposed to be like John's what? hand diplomat, whatever? Isn't that what you do? Yeah, yeah he was pretty yeah. nice to Gendry. I mean, he got pretty cozy with Gendry and nobody thinks he's picking up, you know, hitting on Gendry. <laughs> Well, now that thought's out there. <laughs> <laughs> more slash picky. I'd be far more interested in reading that than I would about him and Miss Sandy. Yeah, but me too. That's just me. <laughs> so sorry, Anon, you are mistaken, as you are mistaken about Tormund and Brienne being a universally loved thing. <laughs> All right, we got another one. Uh, it was an email to Guile. She wanted to pass this on to us, and I can't really even credit the person's name. Um, it just says, I want to say that I love your podcast a great deal, and I'm impatient to listen to every episode. I'm curious as to your speculations regarding the pregnancy bit from the latest episode. I, for one, am pretty annoyed at Jamie living the dream and finally having everything he's ever wanted, with Carol, of course. Without a second thought to the atrocities she's committed, what is really the deal with this pregnancy? Why would they create another thing to tie him to that woman? Do they hate Jamie so? Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're just stretching it out. It's just service to, to Cersei's plot, and they're stretching it out as long as possible until, you know, a reason for him to stay there. Because they have to find, I guess that's the only thing I can think. They're trying to find a reason for him to keep staying, no matter, you know, what she does and the war is lost. And Well, and they're, I mean, they don't, they, they like shock. They like, you know, the big thing. I'm sure it will be very dramatic when she what miscarries or whatever i mean they're trying to give us the best payoff ever whenever jamie just has enough and says i can't pay and i can't pay a lot for this muffler and gets the fuck out (laughs) (laughs) he ditches his newly miscarried sister Well, I mean, and and don't forget, they've always gone on and on about how she loves her children, which is bullshit. And also, and so maybe the she'll have lost the baby and it'll be this big trauma. I don't know. She'll blame him for, I don't know, who knows how that's going to. Maybe they'll blame him. It's just. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how, how douchey they make Larry if he leaves before she, like if she miscarries simultaneously or if he leaves after she miscarries. I just or I, his I, leaving causes her to carry. He pushes her down like a soap opera. He pushes her down his stairs That's... like a soap opera <laughs> accidentally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He should have left her like three seasons ago. Oh god, I know. Yeah, four was the prime time. Put it in the fire. <laughs> yeah, put it in the fire. If they did a sort of leave it to heaven thing with her, I could be down for that, but they won't. 
Oh, you don't know what that is. Never what? mind. Oh, I was like trying <laughs> no, to. No, it's just it's um, it's okay. it's an old film noir, and there's um, this woman plays this this character who's a narcissist who's like obsessed with the guy she marries and gets pregnant to sort of hold on to him okay. and then realizes the baby is going to be like a hindrance. And basically I'm spoiling this great movie, but you'll just feel <laughs> um, basically like throws herself down a, a flight of stairs to cause a miscarriage. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be more interesting to me. I don't know. Something. Yeah. I make, would, it, make, it, make it, you know, all out, go all out. <laughs> is that it? We got any more? That's all right. Thank you. Thank you for sending those. We love reading the mail. Um, You can send us more messages at close the door and at gmail.com or reach us at close the door and come here.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter at door podcast. And we are on Facebook, so you can uh, join us there. And please consider supporting this podcast on Patreon. We love our patrons and they help us produce this podcast. Um, so that that'll be it until next week, everybody. Thank you for podcasting this evening. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. No Thank problem. You. Let's closing the door. Get out. Get out.